The following podcast contains minor spoilers for WandaVision. Listener discretion is advised. Who's been messing up everything? It's been Agatha all along. Who's been pulling every evil string? It's been Agatha all along. She's insidious. killed Sparky too. <laughs> and welcome to the Slumgullion, America's only podcast. I'm your host, Scott. He's your host, Jeff. And I have to tell you right up front, I just completed a project. So I'm sitting here day drinking. Parental discretion is advised. <laughs> so that's the spoiler warning and the parental discretion warning all in one that works I, out well i think legally i think we're on firm ground now so oh, yeah 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 so fuck all of you people <laughs> okay. did i get a spit take yeah, yes thank you yes yes <laughs> <sighs> oh that makes me even happier oh this is going to be an awesome show for you see ladies and gentlemen we are talking we want just timing and me feeling crappy and shit we haven't been able to do as much talk about wandavision as we have both wanted to for a variety of reasons of why we want to keep talking about the show but um we are as of this recording, we have just watched episode seven, and with episode seven, I have an announcement to make. Um, WandaVision has officially replaced Battlestar Galactica as the greatest thing ever. Wow, I never thought this day would come. I never thought this day would come either. This is not a slam against the Battlestar Galactica, but episode seven of WandaVision is what absolutely cemented it. I've been feeling something similar for a while. It wasn't necessarily Battlestar Galactica for me, but that was certainly up there in the Pantheon. And I don't feel that entertainment is a zero-sum game. Give me as many good things as you want, and I will love them all. I'm full of love because I'm full of booze at the moment. (laughs) So there's no problem with that. But I have to say that after the first episode, I was like, this could be my favorite TV show since Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yes. And that died off in the 90s. So it's been a long time coming, but good grief. Yeah, by, by episode seven, there, there's really no doubt. Unless they t- screw it up somehow. Not gonna, they are not going to screw this up. There's no fucking... By, by this point in the story, no. With the amount of planning, you can tell that they that it went into this show. Mm-hmm. There's no fucking way. And real fast, no, the moment, the, the absolute moment when I decided that this was the greatest thing ever is what you heard, our theme song for this particular episode. That moment, and here's why. Well, Battlestar Galactica, I think, is a, a, a brilliant show, and it was engrossing. And like I said, it was the first show in years that I had the oh shit factor. Agatha all along did something that Battlestar Galactica was never able to do, and that was fill me with absolute joy. 
Yes. And you know what? It was so succinct. It's like 58 seconds long. And it it just, it does what a two minute long supervillain monologue could do in half the time. And I, I just feel like maybe Battlestar Galactica would have really benefited from that. There could have been like a bit, maybe like there were, season three it, where they could have just like, you know what? Let's go to the theme that half of you are Cylons. <laughs> I mean, there were moments in Battlestar Galactica where the crew experienced joy and you were like, yeah, you, know, you felt, you felt, they were finally happy. But I mean, I didn't, I just thought, well, this is going to be short lived. That's all. That, that was my second thought. My first thought was, yeah, enjoy it. Cause something really bad is about to happen. But that moment filled me with just absolute joy because not only was it a reveal that most people have been saying, been coming from episode one. Before you get into that, this speaking of giving you joy, so I get on, after I watch it, I get on Twitter. Twitter, of course, is to be strenuously and strictly avoided. Oh, uh, I have muted and blocked one, all WandaVision things like weeks ago. I, 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 I get nothing on my Twitter. I, I probably should do that. But uh, instead, I just avoid Twitter, which has <laughs> other self-care benefits. But people were doing 15 different versions of this meme. The, oh, cool face. And then the, oh, shit face. Whether it's a cat or some dude sitting in front of his computer. It was all the same thing. MCU fans. Oh, we, we totally know that Agnes is really Agatha Harkness. And then the next shot. It was Agatha all along, and they're all looking dumbfounded. Uh, I don't think people were surprised. I think why it worked as a surprise, even though everybody was expecting it, was because they played with our expectations so skillfully. Because there's a lot of hints dropped that Agatha, while she wasn't like the other people, one, she was not a, a resident of the city because there was no New Jersey driver's license for her when they were trying to identify everyone inside the hex. If you actually see her car, it's Connecticut. Oh, is that right? Yep, yep, yep. Well, see, she she would have gotten beaten up in Jersey. Th- they made it seem like, oh, well, she's chaotic neutral at best in the Marvel comics, but she is canonically and historically a mentor figure to Wanda. And she has been, generally speaking, someone who has helped Wanda, often for her own reasons, but nonetheless was trusted by her. So people were expecting her to be not who she appeared, obviously yep. not the sassy neighbor, but someone who was generally on Wanda's side. And now it's looking like, no, that was the big surprise. People are going, oh, shit, she's Agatha, but she's a straight up villain. And why does she have the Necronomicron in her basement? That can't be good. <laughs> oh, people are suggesting if it is not, if that book is not the Darkhold, if you take a look at the book, it's very similar to the books that were in Doctor Strange's uh, the, the Book Crypt. Yes, and somebody showed a photo of the library set, and the books were encased in hexagonal frames. Yep, yep, yep. I saw that too. I so saw that it's too. all connected. And I mean, just. Like I said, I mean, from the moment that, well, it was from the moment she's like, well, when you saw the fly, she's like, where are the children? Oh, okay. I have to step back a little bit because I still need to talk about why this show fills me with such joy. The whole first half of this episode, much like the entire series has done this, I think, absolutely masterfully, has walked the balance between humor, sitcom, no, in specific, but humor in general and horror. From episode one, when the show got creepy, it got absolutely creepy. Yes. The woman cackling and laughing and chiding her husband while her eyes were pleading. Stop. Stop this. Yes. Stop stop strangling him. Stop him from choking to death. 
that was the one thing I got from episode seven because I was watching it. Oh, this is a pretty good Modern Family parody. And there were literal jokes that I laughed at, which is going, you know, boys, I know you expect me to have all the answers, but I'm starting to think that maybe everything is meaningless. You're, you know, at liberty to come up with your own conclusions, but that's just where I am. I will get to Elizabeth Olsen in a second because I have a few things to say about Elizabeth Olsen. (laughs) Right. So there's jokes and she's she's absolutely killing it. And then by the end of it, where she's going, where are the twins? Oh, I think they're playing in the basement. I'm going, don't go in the basement. I'm like anybody in a, in a horror movie audience. And then she goes in the basement. Of course, the basement is so much better than I expected. I thought, oh, it'll be a creepy did, basement. Did no. you notice the aspect change? No. The aspect ratio changed when she walked into the basement. Oh, it expanded? I, it, it, did the, it did the Marvel Cinematic Universe thing. The basement's in the real world. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> And it's full of roots, and they're purple as hell. From the moment she went was in Agnes' house, I was on edge. But that whole sequence, and then when Agatha actually comes in and introduces herself. Now, here's the thing. Well, I have seen all of the MCU stuff, and I have said this before, but this is also another reason why I think I love this show so much, is I am not a superhero fan. I mean, a lot of the MCU movies, I, I thought they were okay, but I just, I don't have... I really don't have any emotional attachment to these characters from reading comic books. So I'm coming at this the whole MCU strictly, mostly from a, okay, what do you got here? Well, someday I hope that they, maybe on Lifetime, do a very inspirational biopic about you and how you've, you've struggled to overcome this handicap. <laughs> you know, it's like I, I, ha- I have my comic books. I mean, everybody knows Doctor Strange was the Marvel film that I was fucking give to me now. Yeah. Since you'll never give me another Howard the Duck, give to me Dr. Strange. I'm never saying never about anything with these people anymore. After this show, there yeah. could be a Howard the Duck. I'm still keeping my fingers crossed, but at that, po- at that point, I was saying, you'll never give me Howard, give me Strange. And Vision and Scarlet Witch, I knew the comic book, I knew the stories, but again, I had no emotional attachment. And in the, 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 the movies... Mostly side characters. But here's the thing. By the end of episode one of WandaVision, I had an emotional attachment to these characters. Mm, Really? By the end of episode one? I really liked the characters because of that mix of the humor and the horror. It just absolutely drew me in. And the whole moment when you can tell, when he's even, when Vision's even looking at Wanda going, can I help her? Can I help her? And, And that help him, Vision, that's obvious. She's giving him permission. Yeah. That wasn't a plea. That was a, all right, you can do it. Yeah, he was wincing. He was suffering. He was experiencing as close to physical pain as a synthetic being can. He desperately wanted to help him. And also, at least for me, because I am a fan of old sitcoms, that mix of Dick Van Dyke and David Lynch was just it. It got me hard. I'm not going to lie. Dick Van Lynch. (laughs) That's the style. And I mean, especially the moment when he phased through the Ottoman. Mm-hmm. In the uh, that was in episode two, actually. I'm, no, no, that was still in episode one. When it, he it phased just, through the Ottoman, I was just like, "Oh, that's so, so, so beautiful." But the, the the mix of humor and horror throughout this thing has just been outstanding. And then in episode seven, to go from that real intensity when she discovers that incredibly intense chamber, you get to reveal so everyone can finally go yes. And then you get that brilliant fucking earworm of a song mm-hmm. which brings it right back to comedy and then the song's capped with and your little dog too <laughs> yeah it's fucking brilliant okay i'm done all right well thanks for listening everyone and we'll see you later uh, yeah no scott <laughs> 
No, I'm just th- this episode just it sent it over. I was just so fucking happy with the way they handled that, and just now Catherine Hahn can just fully let go. Yes, but <laughs> it, it, and I, I would think, oh well, you know, she's been playing it down. Uh, no, she hasn't. She's no, she been playing hasn't. it up. It's like it's like how can she let go more, and yet somehow she did because she up to now she was playing recognizable sitcom tropes. Mm-hmm. The sassy neighbor, the suspicious neighbor, the overbearing neighbor, especially the way she got between Wanda and Monica toward the end of that episode. And yet, casting her as a wicked witch, she seems to take the absolute most delight in that. Did, now, did, you saw um, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. And she was Doc Ock in that. Yep. Yep. And she was one of the bright spots in that movie. And that movie was pretty much composed entirely of bright spots stitched together by celluloid. So okay. that if you can shine in that kind of situation, you're quite the, the glowing gal. And the best part is, you know, I, I'm gleeful, but I'm also very sad because I know this isn't going to end well. It isn't. I hope they don't kill off Agatha because Marvel is very spendthrift with its villains. Aside from Thanos, they're, they're pretty much one and done. I don't even consider Loki a villain at this point, even though they're trying to get back to that a little bit with, with the TV show. They use them up very quickly. And she is so good. That I want her to be, whether she is uh, an antagonist or an, an unreliable ally or whatever, going forward, I just hope that they keep Agnes in the MCU. I'm hoping that she survives to Doctor Strange 2. You're That's fine if she that. dies then? No, honestly, no. I'd love it if she survived, but I'm like, I at least keep her around for a little bit. Like, br- bring her into a movie, damn it. <laughs> She Give her a movie that. after this. Get, put her in a movie, goddammit. Speaking of which. Oh, you want to bring that up now? Okay. Well, okay. it just seemed like you were, you know. You're right. No, that, that was a nice little segue that I just ruined. Okay, so I, <laughs> I, I read, I read, uh, it was, it popped up on my Google feed, so I'm counting it as a rumor. So um, I read a rumor that Marvel is officially considering, rumoredly, a WandaVision, or at least a a, a, a solo film for Scarlet Witch. Now, I could not be more excited about that as long as solo means duet with Scarlet Witch and Vision because Scarlet Witch and Vision are basically like Nick and Nora Charles. It doesn't after, it doesn't work with only one of them. Because of their chemistry. I know they were like that way in the comics too. But I mean, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen's chemistry, I mean, this show proves that Joss Whedon did not know what to do with them. True, or that, or that he just didn't have enough time to do anything with him. But I mean, this show—oh my God! Paul Bettany and and Elizabeth Olsen have been just so freaking amazing. There better be Emmy Award nominations, damn it! There better be. I mean, they they deserve all the awards. They deserve a movie of their own. They are they are absolute MCU MVPs. They're people who can who can play the pathos of the situation and absolutely nail the comedy, which is difficult because it's it's a sitcom style, so it's so very stylized. And, and I mean, Marvel has to know what they've got. I mean, this show is the most watched show in the world. It's Yes, they absolutely have to. Um, the, you know, I mean, it shut down Disney+, Plus, even though mine didn't shut down. I was watching it at 3.05. Smart. So, I mean, because I, I know some people had to wait like 15, 20 minutes. Agonizing. 
torturous minutes. Oh, oh, I, I, I don't doubt it at all. I got on at 3.05 and I was able to start instantly. And here, and this is another thing that will tell you what this, this particular episode did to me. I started watching it. I was lying down. I was just relaxing. And the moment that I don't know which kid, when the moment when Wiccan said, you're quiet inside, I sat up and I was on the edge of my couch uh, pretty much for the rest of the episode, except for the song, which made me stand up <laughs> and just smile. Yes, as soon as as soon as Billy said that, I thought, "Oh, she's shielding her mind from you. What is she hiding?" And that was when I knew we're getting the reveal this episode. And like I said, I mean, I I know the characters, I know the background just from watching people talk about the show. Because I, I admit, I have watched other um, some reactions on YouTube from people I've seen before, just because I like these people, and I'm into, they're having fun watching it, so I'm enjoying watching them watch it. Surprisingly, it's really oddly voyeuristic, and not at all as erotic as I thought it would be. <laughs> but um, I lost my train of thought. That previous sentence made me so horny that I can't think about anything now except. <laughs> Oh, WandaVision. Oh. We were talking about that. Okay, TV. That's right. Say what? We are talking about TV, I think. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I, I have completely been Amtrak. Um, I, I had a point that I went for the joke. <laughs> you know, I, even though you've ruined the show, I can't say that was the wrong decision. That is that is very true. Okay, let's see here. Good things, wonderful things, great show. Um, oh, yes, the movie. That's what we were talking about, the WandaVision movie, which needs to happen uh, special, you know, I, I say, you know, I mean, you've got the comic background core. You call it Vision and Scarlet Witch. That's a fucking comic book. Um, but even if they just call it Scarlet Witch, you put you put those two in it, and um, this is this is what I think we should do. I, I I think we need to start something here. I need to think we we need to start a Wanda movie hashtag. Okay. You know, so folks out there, seriously, um, once this episode airs uh, uh, and you and you hear our dulcet tones, talk about Marvel. Use the use the Wanda movie Marvel hashtag. Let's honestly see if we can get this trending because we, you know, let's let. Uh, I know they're watching it from the show, but let's let Marvel know on the internet that we want that fucking Scarlet Witch film. And if nothing else, that would that would relieve our anxiety about is she going to be OK in the Doctor Strange movie? Because it's not her movie. And if she's the villain based on Marvel's track record, she's going to die. Yeah, uh, here's the thing. That's where I don't I do not think so. A, because I do think that there will probably be a bigger villain than her. I think we're going to get the introduction of the bigger villain at the end of this. Yeah, a lot of people are saying. No, no, there's Chekhov's gun. And, and the rule is always if, if you're in the last third of a mystery and you haven't met the, the villain or the killer yet, you already have met them. You just don't know who they are. In this case, I don't know since Marvel has, I mean, Marvel has introduced some astonishing characters in post-credit sequences. So they may actually wait to the last episode. They may break that rule and bring in somebody who... I think they can get away with it because clearly this is being orchestrated on a broader scale. For instance, we don't know if Agatha's controlling the editing of the show. I and don't know. After 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 that theme. But see, the thing the about way, it and the way and the way she plays to the camera that absolutely. entire introduction. Oh, I agree. She's definitely selling it, but they say in the lyrics are she's invidious, she's so perfidious. I mean, those basically mean every word she says is a lie. Oh, absolutely. So 
the theme song could be a lie. I mean, it's... I do. I firmly believe that we are going to get either Mephisto or Nightmare um, by the end of the of the series. It's... Or even if that is the Darkhold, what is it, Cathan? Yes. Oh, oh, yay! Non-comic guy actually got something right. Awesome. But, you know, it is um, Disney, and Disney is very much into vertical integration and synergy for maximum revenue streaming. So it might be... Um, I don't know. Kent Mephisto? <laughs> oh, God, Scott. That was horrible. Points. Thank you. I, knew I you. hate you. Points. I, I knew both those things would happen. So, <laughs> But I'm going to say it one more time. Wanda movie. Mm-hmm. Burn that in the brain. I say we start that. I want to see if we could actually get it trending because they do. The I, I, I'm, I'm hoping they realize what a freaking I don't want to say goldmine, but just well, okay, a goldmine of talent they have with this cast. And oh, by the way, something that I found out. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Kat Denning has said that she's going to be in a Marvel project that is not Thor four. Oh, really? Apparently so. Again, this may be this may be rumor, but I've, uh, a couple of people have said that. I have not seen the actual interview. Apparently, in an interview, she has said this. Well, they they went out of their way to to establish Doctor Darcy Lewis on her own as a separate character apart from the the Thor mythos in this show. So that could be part of the same. I mean, again, they don't do things accidentally for the most part. I mean, it, it's funny to think how prescient Marvel is, how they how far ahead they plan. And how carefully constructed all of this is, because they're part of the same company that's fucking up Star Wars. Yes, yes. I'm seriously. Uh, WandaVision has sucked a little bit of the of the. Um, I, I won't say joy, but I'll say yeah. For Star Wars, I will say joy that I have for Last Jedi. I have been giving uh, Last Jedi a, 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 a lot of passes, and of how well WandaVision is being made, it's making me go, nope, nope, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not grading on that curve anymore. Sorry. Although, uh, apparently Ryan Johnson says his Star Wars trilogy is still on track to be made. I have seen that, and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with I it, am. too. I'm I don't... absolutely fine, but we are not talking about that, so fuck no. Ryan Johnson for now. Something else that add, added to the, 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 the joy of the seventh episode, and once again, something that has been talked about since the beginning of the show but when it actually happened you still go holy shit is a uh, monica rambeau getting her powers and i would also like to throw out holy fuck do i love monica rambeau oh she's a great character i i i what what is the actress's name you're the facts guy oh uh tione paris Okay. Holy hell, they they struck gold with her. I mean, everybody in this cast is just so freaking amazing. You know, you knew she was going to get her powers eventually. You knew as soon as she decided when she decided to run through the barrier. You knew. You just fucking knew that's when it was going to happen. And still, when she busts through the barrier and her eyes are blue when she does her first little hero landing. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an official hero landing. It was like a light hero landing. Yeah, it was more like a hero stumble. Yes, exactly. You know, you kind of went, oh, yeah. But then the moment when, um, oh, God, I totally lost her name for a second. Scarlet Witch. Wanda. Wanda. Jesus, God. It's the in the title, Jeff. I know, I know. What, hey, what, are, you, what are you drinking? I, I'm not drinking. Let's leave it at that. Yeah. The moment when Wanda shoots Monica out of the uh, house, slams her down, she does the hero landing. Mm-hmm. You know, I cheered 
<laughs> I absolutely and I and once again I loved how the, the the show went from a genuinely tense moment to a oh yeah yeah it's it's amazing the skill with which they are tone shifting that is so difficult to do and I as somebody who has sat through a bunch of note sessions with producers they always say pick a tone just pick a tone but there are so many rewards. And then to successfully tone shifting, but it's so hard to do. These people then, are amazing. And then, oh wait, 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 wait. And then, after the hero landing, and you're thinking you're going to get, you know, your first really epic uh, battle, Monica coming into her powers. No, what do you get? An emotional scene that almost works. It does work because she's so close to waking Wanda up, basically, mm-hmm. that when Agatha shows up, or Agnes, still at that point, you're just going ah. It's so more frustrating than it would be if they had just talked and Wanda had tuned her out. Right. Because she was reaching her. Yep, yep, yep. And the fact that you're able to go from, like I said, you get the hero landing and you go, yeah, now we're going to get a fight to an emotional, incredibly well-acted moment. Oh, yes. Which then immediately turns into something creepy when Agatha shows up. Now, here's what I got out of that as I was watching it for the first time. I, I went back and watched it again just because... It's awesome. The fact that Wanda is susceptible to reason, that she was listening to Monica and she was starting to come around, makes me think that the tragedy here is going to be her moving past that point. That that was the point where she could have turned it around and ended all of this with minimum casualties. But something is going to happen to make that impossible. And I am desperately afraid that it's going to be her kids are dead. Not that I think they're really dead, because I don't think the Disney Plus app is going to traffic in child murder for the same reason that that one of the options in their movie collection is not M. But I think that she's going to have to believe they're dead. She's going to make Wanda believe they're dead. So she snaps because somehow she wants Wanda to lose it. Well, if I am not mistaken... Um, in the comics, wasn't it Agatha that actually wiped Wanda's mind of the kids originally? I believe so. It's been many, okay. many years since I read that. Um, okay, Marvel, Marvel people, is am I right on that? It was Agatha, the one at least in the comics, who, who, who blacked her mind originally, and when she got it back was when the whole House of M thing started. Um, which again, I mean, I know they're not doing House of M, but they are following the key plot points, kind of, or at least the key plot points of the story they seem to be going along with, which I think is kind of interesting. Makes me think, makes a lot of people think, I'm sure, that because her next project is the Multiverse of Badness. Otherwise known as mom. Right. And she appears to be losing her mind. And she's going to be, I'm sure, not a help, not a helpful character, at least in the beginning of it. But the fact that the Fox verse Pietro showed up in lieu of her dead brother makes me, it, me think that the multiverse is already cracked open. Oh, and real fast, I'm sorry, but I just have to say real fast, that man is not your uncle gave me chills. Oh, yeah. It genuinely did. Again, awards to Elizabeth Olsen and Paul Bettany, but Elizabeth Olsen especially in this episode. I mean, I just thought her performance in this particular episode was amazing because, I mean, I really do. I really genuinely felt sort of like the um, Michelle Pfeiffer's breakdown scene in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. Although not to that extreme, but you're watching in the first half of this show done in a slightly comic way, but a woman lose her mind. Yes. Wanda is absolutely losing her shit throughout the first half of this episode. I mean, my God, you see you're taking that uh, Nexus pill. Right. But that that's the interesting thing is her mental breakdown 
isn't this sort of her mind and reality shatters at the same time. They're playing it for laughs and they're playing it basically like every woman in one of those pharmaceutical commercials mm-hmm. for mood altering drugs. Mm-hmm. Apparently, Elizabeth Olsen is doing a dead-on impersonation of one of the characters of Modern Family. Julie Bowen. She's, she's, okay. She's doing her remarkably well. And something else I want to talk about is, is the degree of control Elizabeth Olsen has over her vocal instrument. Oh, my God. Oh, because, I was hoping you would bring this up. Because when you see her early on, the first thing you think is, oh, she doesn't have her accent. And then you realize only later when she drops it, that she is speaking in a higher register. Doesn't sound like she's doing a character voice, but she is. She's doing basically Elizabeth Montgomery's voice because Elizabeth Olsen's voice is much deeper. And when there's moments where she's questioning the reality or questioning what's going on or basically dropping the sitcom character for a second, she gets that deep, throaty voice again. And it only lasts for a moment or two, but it's like, oh, I forgot that's what she really sounds like. That she is able to do that so skillfully, it's astonishing that there's... You watch old movies, you think, oh, look, everyone could sing and dance back then. And, oh, you know, why don't we have that kind of talent nowadays? Well, we do. And it's lovely to see it. Have you noticed the bit in the previously on things? When you do your watch through, pay attention to the previously on WandaVision. She gets progressively less cheery with each episode. Oh, really? That line is delivered progressively less cheery with each episode. That's the attention to detail these people are fucking doing with this show. Oh, that's incredible. Yeah, I, I, I like you, I, I plan to rewatch the previous episodes before the, the finale. She and Paul Bettany could be the stars of a successful sitcom. In fact, yes. I would argue that they are, in a way. Yes. They're the stars of like five different successful sitcoms. But, uh, no, I forgot what I was going to say. I thought this was going to happen much earlier. <laughs> well, you lasted longer than I did. Congratulations. I, I, I feel pretty good about that. Uh, <laughs> they I were stars of several successful sitcoms. I'll just leave it at that because I don't know where I was going. Um, <laughs> but, okay. Oh, oh, yes. So Ooh. people were saying on Twitter, and it's so on point. There, there are a couple things that are too on point that people want, but don't realize that they really don't want it because it's so on the nose. And if they got it, they would roll their eyes. But there was a, a bunch of people who said, oh, Kat Dennings better show up in the in the hex as a snarky diner waitress. Yeah. And, I was, and now people are mad. And I was going, that's not, no, no, that's fan service. That's not storytelling. That's cute for a second. But the, the fact that she was the escape artist, because when she was absorbed, she was handcuffed to a truck is so much better. But people were saying they were hoping that the next episode starts with previously on Agatha all along. And it was it's Catherine Hahn's voice. Okay. And I'm going, all right, that I would actually that's okay. I would accept that. Still on the nose, but I like the nose it's on. I would be very cool with that if that was the only like television reference because i feel at this point the tv references are going to be done and we are officially in the mcu i mean this was the first episode that gave us a mid-credit sequence mm-hmm. yep you know and i did say i did say something about how probably act three would be you know mostly and they gave us one more show for in act three but i'm pretty sure that like the next two episodes are going to be pretty much straight mcu i mean after this episode I don't. I don't feel like you could. Uh, it would be extraordinarily difficult. Yes, 
That being said, the previously on Agatha all along, that would be kind of fun. That, I think that would work in that in that context. Mm-hmm. So that would that would be okay. Yeah, well, they got kind of want that. now. I have a feeling. I hope anyway, because there's nothing more frustrating than this. It, it, same thing with the Mandalorian. We're just like, why are these so short? And the Mandalorian did have variable times. It got a little bit longer toward the end. This is not. This has pretty much been 30 minutes. They've been staying true to their format. Yep. So so they've done, what, three and a half hours, basically, of there story. Was one ep- and they're there was it's- one episode, hang on, real fast, there was one episode that was like, 44 minutes mm-hmm. which the runtime which that specific runtime used to be what an hour long episode of, of television was with commercials it pretty much still is it used to be like 52 minutes but now it's like 43 44 minutes i remember i remember when i used to tape when i used to tape shows off a of tv with my vcr <laughs> it usually wound up being roughly around 40 so i mean yeah they are comp- even even the one that was longer was long for a specific time i think i think these last two episodes we may get our full hour-long episodes well we've got to because they've been saying or at least they said early on it was gonna be a six hour thing six hour long story so if they don't give us a couple of hour and a half you know an hour and a half and an hour because they've got like two and a half hours left to fill and only two episodes to go so it's gonna have to be pretty long we could get a basically a movie length finale and here's the thing: if 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 they if they go that route again, now that it's in the now that it's in the official MCU, fucking do it with this show. Hell yeah, there nothing is off the table with this show, and I find that utterly. It's another thing that I find utterly fascinating. I don't think it's going to be the same way with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Why is that? It's that is, that's going to be. I, I have a feeling that's just going to be a complete. There's going to be a completely d- different vibe to that show. It's no way. There's no way it's going to be as weird. It felt to me like it's going to be kind of like a 60s style TV versus 80s style buddy movie comedy. And that, unfortunately, a trope that I can't fucking stand. Uh, the frenemy trope? Yes. I'm, I, it's, it's too much 80s TV, I'm especially in, in, in basically copper spy or even a spy things. I'm just sick of the guys that hate each other that have to work together thing. Right. So that's the 80s trope, as you point out. And I'm hoping that they transition through the course of it to the 60s trope, where it's more like a man from uncle or I spy, where they're partners and they're not. If they do that, I, I'll be I'll I'll be very happy. Like I said, uh, this one. I mean, I'm gonna watch it because I, I like Sebastian Stan and um, God, I can't even think of his name, Anthony Mackie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like them as I, I I like Bucky as a character, so I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll watch it. But I'm not as excited about that one as I am for um, at all for WandaVision or Loki. Loki's the other one, at least shows right now that I'm really like, okay, this is gonna be a weird one. This is kind of like my Marvel. Yeah, I uh, it's it's funny. I was very excited about it because I like both the characters, and it looked like it was going to be dealing in you know sort of action espionage i like those kind of shows and there aren't a lot of them around anymore they're they're out of vogue so i thought oh that'll be cool but this show has been so very weird that it has opened my eyes to how weird something can be and how much i will just eat it up uh didn't know that about myself i've i've had a revelation bit of an epiphany we just wanted to share it Mm -hmm. we have this show is an epiphany popcorn machine. Just bam, 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 one after another. Okay. With the epiphanies, I, I honestly think we should call it. Um, is there? Do you have any last words that you want to say? Uh, did I say epiphany? 
Yes, you did. Okay, I'm good then. All right. Well then, folks. Um, that was the show. Uh, we hope you we, uh, we hope you enjoyed. Remember, Wanda movie. I seriously want to get this trending. Let's show Marvel because I want this to happen because I don't want Vision to die. And until later, later. Oh, and I swear to God, we're going to do a UMC soon. Now, later.